Welcome, travelers, to the Raw Effect podcast, the rawest podcast in all the planes. Thank you so much for all the support and all the people who wrote in and liked our stuff. We were like really nervous about the first episode, but I think it turned out well. What do you think, Benz? Yeah, I mean, uh, we sometimes drifted up in topics, uh, which made it super long and uh, a bit confusing sometimes. But I think for the first podcast, it was really fun. And uh, I even listened to it myself. And uh, overall, I kind of enjoyed it. So we can just only get better from this point on. <laughs> Can't get worse, hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we got a lot of feedback and some corrections. Uh, last week, we talked about the delay for PlayStation 5 the reveal event and the cyberpunk uh, reveal and we figured it was because of the stuff going on in america and luckily enough we were right but playstation cyberpunk actually did announce that they delayed it because of that reason so thank you for the people who wrote in yeah we, it was actually kind of lucky guess that we guessed the same thing which was the actual cause so thank you for everyone that let us know but we were still right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of the PlayStation 5 reveal event, that is actually the biggest part of the episode and it's going to be a long one because there's lots and lots to talk about. But, how are you doing, Benz? I'm doing great. So, uh, the PlayStation reveal event was actually yesterday, so we both watched it. It was great and there's so many things to discuss uh, from it, so that will be a long, long segment to go over that. But other than that, I've been still uh, playing the same games, but not not so much time to play games this week because we worked on the podcast. So we are now available on Anchor, Spotify, soon on Apple Music. It depends on them because it's kind of delayed and on YouTube. And we decided last episode, we said that that will be the only video episode, but uh, we decided that we can still record ourselves talking, but like over Discord and we just put the two cameras side by side and it's still a video. So you can still watch us on YouTube. Welcome to Corona Town. Exactly. Inhabitants, two separate rooms, two separate people. <laughs> Cheers. Are we even on the same planet, Max? Sometimes I wonder. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, for me it's pretty much the same. I tried to play some Dragon Quest and then realized I have to do a lot, a lot of work for the assets that we needed for the podcast and all the rendering and everything. But I think it was all worth it. And yeah. Do you want to get into it? So we have a new segment in the show, and it's called Know Your Hosts. We should so have a tune first, like, Know Your Host! <laughs> I put it on the to-do list for this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it works the way we introduced ourselves last week, and we shared some stories about ourselves and what we're playing, what we're into, and we're standing, like job-wise and everything. But there's much, 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 much more to us. So we, both of us, prepared separate questions that the other person doesn't know about. And we're going to ask them on the spot and just see what they say. And we throw that in every week. So every week you know a little bit more about us. And in the future, when we actually do have people writing in with these specific questions towards our email address, <laughs> which is raweffectpodcast at gmail.com, you can ask us anything and we might pick your question for the segment and throw it at one of the other people, uh, one of 
us exactly but also and if you just want to ask us like uh if you just comment on youtube or just uh you can actually leave audio notes on anchor which is a pretty cool feature like you leave us a message where you talk and we can actually play the audio message you left and listen to it as well so that would be the coolest way to do it i think i didn't know about that that's actually pretty neat yeah exactly so if you have <laughs> if you actually want to do that then just record it on the anchor on our link it will be in the description in the video if you're listening to anchor you already know but uh, you just uh, put the message in there and then we can listen to it and answer it live basically for you so it's perfect yeah that sounds neat so do you want to get into it Benz? should i ask you first question uh, sure max go ahead all right <laughs> i'm gonna throw you an easy one this time around how did you actually get into the games industry? Okay, so uh, as I mentioned last time, Max, uh, I studied economics in England actually for three years and I have a degree from that, but that had nothing to do with the gaming industry. But all my life I was a gamer. I've been playing games since I was like six. I think uh, I even played the very first Super Mario when I was on vacation in Australia. And then I watched my brother play all kinds of games and that made me a huge gamer. And I always talked about games, played games all my life. So I always actually wanted to work in this industry. And uh, then I moved to Germany because of my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I was looking for a kind of job, business related or uh, gaming related, especially. And uh, I had a lot of experience in uh, managing social media channels and just uh, streaming on Twitch and like gaming in general. Uh, that's because I actually used to be in a band when I was like 16. It's like a teen rock band, but you should not know about that, guys. Uh, yeah. So, and I managed all the social media sites, Facebook and everything for the band. So I had like over 10 years of experience in that. And uh, I saw this opening at Crytek and I applied like, let's, let's try it. I have a lot of experience. I'm young. I like games. And, uh, and I got accepted really quick. Apparently, it, I was one of the quickest person to get recruited at Crytek. Like uh, after my application, I got recruited in like one week and I was in the office in two weeks. So it's really Nailed cool. It. And the funniest thing, I my first day at the office was the day when Hunt went to early access. Like it's the exact same day. So that's kind of awesome. <laughs> that's one hell of a start at a company. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Everybody immediately was like running around. Oh my God, we're launching today. Exactly. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what am I, what am I going to do? What do I have to do? You know? <laughs> what do you call it? Rip the bandaid off? Exactly. Like but get you in there immediately, first day. Oh, you need to, by the way, do all of this. Cheers, mate. Bye. Like, I, uh, that was the main reason I got hired so quickly. Because, like, they had so many messages, so much social media stuff, obviously, because it's the release, and they uh, had not enough people. And they were like, holy moly, we really need someone I to help us out right now. <laughs> I thought you were just that good. That's why they hired you. Ah, you did I, I, wish, I wish that was the truth. No, because I ah. was actually, I think my interview and everything, but I, I, you know, like, there was an interview question from one of the social media, and I mean, uh, one of the community managers asking me if uh, I'm a Horde or an Alliance player uh, in World of Warcraft. And I said <laughs> Horde, and everyone like cheered, so I knew that I'm hired, basically, you know? <laughs> I, I I'm amongst my people. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was really fun. And I think nice. that concludes the answer to that question, Max. Yeah. The only thing I would take away from this is people, if you listen to this, try to like figure out which band Benz was in and then listen to those songs. Don't listen to Max. You won't understand it anyway. It's all in 
uh, made up language that you never heard about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, just translate it over Google Translate and then scream it at your neighbors. <laughs> if they look confused, take a picture and send it to us. Yes, please don't do that. I was really emo at that time, so you wouldn't even recognize me anymore. Oh, that sounded like some song lyric. But talking of this, <laughs> that was deep. It's time to move on to the question that I have for you, Max. Oh God. Are you ready? So oh, it's a got. it's a bit more personal, but uh, still interesting. So since you are a graphic designer, uh, what is the first thing you ever drew, and how you got into arts? Are you asking me the first thing I ever drew or like the first graphic no, like, design stuff no, I did? No, like the first, like you can uh, tell us both actually. Like I meant like the very first, but then actually how did you got into the whole art and designing? Well, I think the second part might actually be more interesting because uh, my dad is actually an artist. So he has his own atelier and he dragged me there constantly when I was a kid. So I grew up with like just paint all over the place drawings my dad just pushing me to do like funny illustrations and things so i can't tell you actually what my first illustration was it was probably some really weird shit <laughs> really uh, i but, actually uh you know like i have like a very first painting i've ever made at like four and it's in my room back in hungary it's like a papa papa guy or parrot yeah parrot yeah yeah my dad never i I honestly don't know if we might still have my first drawing or something around. I remember that when I was in school and didn't pay attention to school. <coughs> nice. that, kids. How dare you? How dare you? Oh my God. Uh, I, def <laughs> I definitely uh, drew some stuff that was for the longest time in a frame in my old house. But yeah, that wasn't for sure the first thing. But over the years, I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing. And my dad still has his atelier. He's still a, an artist. Now he teaches, actually. Mm. So I can't tell you really. But the first graphic design thing I ever did. When I was in high school, I did an internship randomly at a small graphic design agency in my hometown, which doesn't have too many people. I think like 45,000 in the town. And there were five people in the company and I was an intern there for two weeks, I think. And they actually got me into the, all of this stuff. That's why I'm a graphic designer at all, because that internship inspired me to keep going on that road. And they introduced me to Illustrator, Photoshop, uh, with Illustrator printing out things and cutting out um, plastic foils and stuff and put them on cars with like soap dishes and stuff mm -hmm. it was actually really cool and yeah that's how i got into this entire thing wait so before uh, your internship you never even worked with uh, applications like photoshop or illustrator so how did nope. you actually get uh, an internship in something like i guess you had to do that there already right so how did you even get at that point at that point it was for high school as far as i remember back in the day back in the day jesus christ I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh they were still running on photoshop uh creative suit 2 they didn't even have the the proper logos it was like a document with a feather or something it was like really 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 ancient like photoshop wasn't a big deal and back in the day you couldn't um pay like 30 bucks a month for the uh online for the cloud for the creative cloud, you had to actually buy the program. So it was much, much harder for people to like work on it in mm -hmm. your spare time. I don't know. Maybe it was late, but I think I was like 16, 15 at the time. 
Oh, that's, no. that's, that's a good answer though like it's it's nice now we learned that max in school instead of studying he was drawing on his uh desk i bet oh, man, my... <laughs> no no i actually had notebooks i still have them around somewhere with like a bunch of weirds also pretty much emo and weird drawings i actually i you know i am really bad at drawing but i even had a notebook where i like do stuff <laughs> yeah didn't some studies come out recently in which if you don't look at the teacher, you can concentrate much better. Like, for example, if you look out the window and then just listen to them like a podcast or something, it's much easier <laughs> to concentrate on what they're saying instead of looking at them and try to make eye contact or looking at their mouse or something. Well, honestly, I, I'm not sure. I usually only drew stuff when I was really bored, to be honest. But I, on the other hand, I was actually a really good student. I was uh, best grade in almost everything. Like, not the best in the class, but like... The highest you can get so i actually paid attention okay max and uh and it was fun in high school <laughs> i don't know if i believe you or not I, I i swear i was a good student believe me let me i may not look like the picture of a good student in your head with like kind of extreme person but i was actually really good for some reason i see you in the back of the class and every time there's a question asked you immediately lift your hand and be like <laughs> Uh, really i I've, I've never done that like i would rather just sit in the back and never raise my hand and hope to not get uh, asked anything <laughs> all right i think that concludes this week's know your hosts now you know a little bit more about us god knows if you wanted to know all that stuff cheers <laughs> um we already talked about what we're playing there's not much to add to that especially this week because the next segment is the news and there's so much to talk about so let's get right into it so the playstation 5 launch event happened yesterday today is the 12th exactly and we got to see the playstation we got to see a whole bunch of games we know pretty much the launch lineup i would assume yeah it's what do you like think about the event in general bands i mean like uh i think uh the event like uh from like uh the visuals and uh, like audio and stuff like that it was nice like the whole presentation i liked how they cut the trailers between them there was always a small segment with people talking about their games it was short and uh, sweet was like about an hour a bit longer than an hour i think but uh content wise i'm kind of divided uh, i know that you really liked it but i was like okay it's pretty sweet what i'm seeing but I'm not sure if it's enough. I, I felt a bit underwhelmed at the same time. Hmm. What about you? I think it was a really good showcase about the variety and stuff that you can expect on the PlayStation. I think the event showed a lot of titles that haven't been shown at all. I think which was the purpose because yeah, a lot of the indie games we never seen before, which were really, really neat. I think the Xbox event that was happening recently as well, they showed like a lot of exclusives and just titles in general. I think mul most yeah. of the titles are multi-platform. I think there was like one mention of an exclusive from Square, which we're going to get back into later. But I think most of the titles are multi-platform anyway. So this thing was more about just first party and what you can expect as a launch lineup, which is even going to be more blurry because of the like generational shift because stuff is backwards compatible now you uh, you know what i was but, surprised about uh 
like about the whole event that a lot of games had this uh, cartoony cutesy style instead of super realistic i was actually surprised by that yeah i know what you mean i know actually exactly what you mean uh i have a funny anecdote about this i think when we get to uh what is a death loop from bethesda i can tell you like some fun things um but getting back to the topic I think it was a really strong showing of games, but I think Bethesda outdid PlayStation with the reveals, like what they showed off. I think PlayStation itself wasn't really hitting it out of the park. I did like some predictions before, and I think 60% of what I was expecting they revealed and nothing nothing else i think they played really safe this time around with the launch lineup like nothing new no second party really cool exclusives or something yeah definitely and they didn't really talk about the console uh internals like uh they just showed off the console which we can talk about because i think maybe we should start with that because that's the whole heart and brain of the whole thing but uh they didn't yep. like talk more like okay there are, we have the specs already right but i felt like they maybe they should have went into that a bit and talk about why and how exactly so i missed that part a bit if i would be a batting man i would assume that um they probably go into that later this summer because we this was basically e3 week should have been e3 week but because of corona got postponed yeah, it was actually on the last day of e3 which is uh, kind of ironic isn't it <laughs> it kind of really is actually yeah uh but what is it gamescom was supposed to happen in august as well so they're doing a live stream event or something so i can totally see them showing more gameplay of the launch titles revealing actually what is exactly launching with the console and then probably also go into the specs or do another uh live stream agree but okay so let's dive into it with like the console i mentioned what do you think how it looks how do you feel about the accessories what is your first impression i think it looks cool i think it's really sleek it looks a bit too much for me like the alienware brand for some reason so very like very gamer style yeah here. yeah it, it feels very gamey yeah that that's yeah it looks very futuristic and gamey like with the neon lights and everything i, th I think it looks cool overall mm -hmm. but i'm a big fan of minimalism and i'm looking at my playstation 4 there right now that's like in my shelf and it just looks so sleek it's just like a slab of black that it's just tucked in there which is perfect it doesn't take the eye away from anything else you can store stuff next to it and things and to be honest i think i like the xbox series x design more so you just as like, as like people... uh, bins basically it's like a trash can <laughs> it's it's a bit like a trash can but it's like so simple it's it's just a rectangular shape that you have there and if you put it in like any shelf you have the glow at the top with the ventilation mm -hmm. where it just blasts out green i think that's actually really cool the playstation 4 has the uh, blue neon as well but i think a lot of people look at the design for the console and that definitely impacts their decision making and buying them but this thing is going to collect dust. 
for Let's sure. Let's be honest. It's it has gonna, a lot of little. It's gonna go. It's like uh, it's like not it's completely symmetric. Even it has like a V shape, right? For the five, I assume. But I think a lot of people will actually not put it on its leg. Like my console is, for example, on the side. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like was vertical, and I feel like a lot of people will use it horizontally, and it will definitely catch so much dust with all these the little holes on it, and uh, how it's not like completely symmetric. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. If I would be a betting man, I would say the Xbox is just gonna look better on like your home center device thing in which you just shove it in there. It's like a black cube with some lights on it, which you hopefully can turn off so it doesn't distract from your gaming experience at night. Yeah, I have and... to agree with you on this completely. Like I think it, like now I like the controller more actually after seeing the console itself because they match together so nicely. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not sure about the whole shape of the console. I mean, I it's not a big deal, but I also, I think, prefer the Xbox, even though it's like a trash can. <laughs> but definitely, I prefer my old PlayStation. Like, I have a PlayStation Pro uh, in white, and it's just, like, so clean, and so, like, it just fits so nicely. It's very minimalistic. You can just, like, put it anywhere you want, and it almost fits in every environment. It's really nice. It's, it's just a slap of... Yeah, rectangular slap of black. Exactly. But let's it's talk really about nice. some things they also mentioned about the console itself. So they uh, mentioned the Ultra HD Blu-ray, which uh, like I don't think the normal PlayStation can play, just like normal Blu-rays. Then uh, Ultra Speed SSDs, which is basically their main selling point at this time, I feel like. Yeah. That's where they blast everywhere, so that's nothing new. Ray Tracing, which they actually showed off in a few games even when they didn't mention it, I think, which is cool. But yeah, it's like pretty cool and uh, very next gen. Then the haptic feedback on the controllers, which uh, I think is really nice because actually my headset has haptic feedback, Razer, uh, and uh, it actually adds to the gaming experience. So I can easily imagine that on a controller and I feel like that will actually add to the experience, even though you don't know how it is. I think it's different than vibration. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, the adaptive triggers and then they highlighted that oh they have a usb port usb-c wow very very next gen it will <laughs> it will charge things way faster though true i mean usb-c is great but it should be on everything at this point not like a selling point <laughs> tell that to the iphone yeah so out of these uh what are you like actually excited about like what do you think is like a game changer or I mean, Nothing. it's pretty much what everybody <laughs> expected, to be honest. It's, it's, I look at these specs and I'm like, throw them in the trash, give me good games. I exactly. really don't care what the fuck the specs are. They highlight this SSD thing like it's crazy. And I really, I actually have a really good example. So, did you ever play Ratchet and Clank, the other, the older games? Uh, I uh, haven't played them, but I actually watched my friend play through on the PlayStation 2 and then the PlayStation 3, and I played the newest, the remastered, remastered one. Remake? Remaster? Yeah, the one from 2016. Yeah. It's, it, it's the remake... <laughs> the, oh my god, they had like some really weird marketing jargon for it. It's like the the remake of the first game, but reimagined for a movie, and the movie is the reimagined. Oh, and game. I also it's watched like, the movie, oh so. God. 
it's mediocre. Yeah, it was okay. But what the Ratchet and Clank series always had was you go from planet to planet and you go into your spaceship and then you get like a little animation of the ship flying around, which was basically hiding the loading screen back in the day. Mm -hmm. And when they had this presentation now with a new Ratchet and Clank, they mentioned that they use these parallel dimension rifts or whatever to like go from planet to planet. And that's possible because of the SSD, because the loading times are so quick that you basically, when you die, you immediately revived. And they had a couple of chats and talks with other podcasts and um, the PlayStation people in which they said, it might be too jarring for people to be revived so instantly that they can't really handle it. So for example, if you die in Bloodborne and are immediately <laughs> revived, like without a loading screen or any breather or something, it might actually be more jarring than the loading screen. Yeah. So really, I'm I'm actually curious how they're gonna solve this stuff. Well, from a but PC gamer's to... perspective, it's a bit different because we already had like super speed SSDs compared to consoles, so it's not not nothing. Because usually they always have like a prompt. Okay, in the Ratchet and Clank example, they just jump through all the stuff, but like usually you're like, oh, you're dead, restart, and then it just loads in very quick, and you are fine. So I don't think that will be a problem, to be honest, in games. We'll see. It's just one of the things that stuck out to me, mm -hmm. like the yeah the the tra traver uh, traverse between planets, not with the spacecraft anymore, but with the rifts. Yeah, I mean we will go into Ratchet and Clank a bit later, but yeah, definitely. But uh, for you as yeah. a console gamer, I think the SSD will show the biggest difference in the menus when you just start your console and just go through stuff. It will feel way quicker and more responsive, which is just a huge improvement overall. Yeah, I really hope that they fix their UIs and their, their games. Like a lot of games these days have really bad UIs in which they just throw in True. a bunch of stuff with textures. And it sometimes it just has to be functional. Yeah. All right. Um, they mentioned that the PlayStation not just comes alone, but you can also get some accessories. You can get a new headset, which is wireless. You can get the PlayStation Eye again, which they hopefully this time around made more of because there was a massive shortage when the PlayStation 4 launched because all the streamers wanted to get them and Sony just didn't expect anybody wanting to buy this thing. Yeah. And they have the charger block. Oh, that's actually and... neat because I, for example, use a third-party charger for my controller, so it, I will probably buy that if I have two controllers. Yeah, I've seen that actually at your place last time that you have this charger block. Yeah, it's like super useful because very convenient. So I think they just did that like, but just official. <laughs> I really hope that it's priced right yeah anything, the controller sounds really 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 expensive with all the stuff that's included in the controller so yeah. i'm not entirely sure actually uh, from that point uh what do you think because we read rumors that the price will be really high what do you think it will be will it be like the playstation 3 when they just like fuck it all and have some crazy ass price or like more like moderate console price yeah, the quote for the PlayStation 3 was, I think, uh, if you want the console, you should get a second job. <laughs> yeah, it's basically true, right? Yeah, um, the PlayStation 3 launched at 600 euros. The PlayStation 4 launched at, I think, 400. Which is a big difference. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely cranked down the price on the PlayStation 3 after launch as well with the Slim and the Super Slim. 
but the rumors right now is that it might be more than 600 which is crazy that if is you crazy think about if you think about the other consoles yes but like for example if you get an ipad <laughs> these days it's like an ipad pro or a new iphone they're all like over 1000 bucks so it's not that crazy if you think about it in that regard but it's definitely scary if you compare it to the older prices. I would personally say the sweet spot for this console is probably five hundred or uh, four ninety nine or five forty nine, like something around there. I think a lot of people can make the jump and are willing to pay that amount. But if it's over six hundred, I I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm really I'm really skeptical. I guess like a lot of listeners don't know that, but uh, usually these companies or like all the time, they are actually like losing money on the consoles themselves. And like, especially with the controllers included, they actually don't get like, they go in negative with that almost. And then they actually get the money back from the games. So if they put up a price like 600, they are probably still losing money on each unit. Yeah, that's really tricky. Yeah, like you said, a lot of companies put them out for a loss and then recoup the money with the software but that's a really dangerous game because the more consoles you sell the more loss you make exactly because if you have a console that's worth 700 bucks and you sell it for 600 every console that's being bought is a 100 loss for you and the more consoles are sold the more loss you make and at some point you got to realize that can you recoup that money with the games that you're selling yeah but that, uh, also that so, when the accessories come in i think uh they probably help with this issue as well and the controller variations and all that like the paid services like you probably get a lot of money back through uh, those like other ways of revenue because you will lose money on the console yeah that's what they hope uh mm -hmm. that they get the money back yeah i mean all but right, like, so aside from that yeah Okay. I think one of the other big things that we haven't touched yet is there's two versions of the console. There's mm. one all digital and one with a disk drive. Yeah, that's actually really surprising to me, especially because of the backwards compatibility. If it wasn't backwards compatible, then... Because they said most games from the PS4 are compatible, right? But if you don't have a disk drive and most of your games are on disk, then what you gonna do, you know? So unless you already bought all your games digitally uh, on the PlayStation 4 and then you can just play them digitally, then uh, I think it's weird to have that version. But we will have to see also how much the price difference is. Like, how much is a 4K Blu-ray player, basically? Th that's the question, right? Tricky. I think it makes perfect sense that they have this lineup because Xbox did it as well with the... I don't think they did it with the One X. They did, they did it with Steam the or whatever, the small version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did it already. So I wouldn't be shocked if they have two variations as well on the next Series X. So it makes perfect sense for Sony to have this kind of lineup as well. And if you look at Xbox for the backwards compatibility, you can put in 360 discs and the system recognizes the disc and they give you digital download for the game. So that could be a workaround. We don't know what the UI looks like at all yet or what the workings in the background are, but that could be a solution if Sony would work on that. I don't think that would ever work with PlayStation though because uh, you can just trade your discs. Like if you have one game, like you have Last of Us and then you just give it to all your friends and everyone has it digitally instantly, that 
that would not be nice or they would block that function that you can uh, trade your disc or sell your disc which would also not be so nice so i think it will be nice for people that are already digital or planning to do only digital in the next gen and don't care about the old games that they have on this but otherwise i think people will still go for the one with the actual player in it i don't know there's a workaround for that and it's called playstation account and you can list your console as your main console so i would assume that if you buy a game right and the game is listed on your console under your account that you bought and you give it to somebody else while you still have it on your account the other person can't play it or something that could be um, a yeah i mean they can do a lot of uh, ways to do that like even nintendo has similar measures because you can also have like main switch secondary switch and you can kind of play each other's game in the family but not really so they can probably figure something out but uh yeah it will be a bit more difficult with sony have because they have a really open policy about like trading games and like selling games and stuff so we'll see but definitely interesting that they have two variations yeah, that was one of the things that sunk Xbox last time and Microsoft, right? The weird video in the E3 press conference in which Shua Yoshida was basically handing the other dude the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I think you it's time to jump to into about the... the console itself. No, I think it's time to start on the list of games because we have a long list of games to go through. With. I, I took a bunch of notes, yeah. Same. So let's start with GTA 5 Enhanced for uh, PS5. I don't know what to say. There was a PlayStation 4 logo in the top the entire time. The textures looked real old and terrible. It just recycled everything they did before. I'm not sure if anything is new or if they have like new additions to like the online mode. Then they even got to talk about it that it's enhanced for the next generation uh gta 5 was a playstation 3 game guys i know you're making a shit ton of money with it yeah but is that the way you want to lead off the playstation 5 event <laughs> yeah i Come was on. so shocked i was like oh my god it's they're showing a gta 5 they will reveal gta 6 for playstation i was like <gasps> something like that but then i was like wait it's just a marketing plan basically hey you get free gold in the game if you buy it now i was like oh geez that's how they start that's not a good start guys i, I even wrote in my notes meh which uh, kind of <laughs> sums up my opinion on that one <laughs> yeah i was actually shocked when i saw the rockstar logo but then i was confused if i'm watching another ad before the conference starts <laughs> or if this is already the conference yeah it was, it was so confusing. very confusing yeah indeed all right so the next game then is spider-man miles morales not spider-man 2 what do you think Benz? so um uh first i was not even sure if it's uh, an expansion a dlc or a whole game but i guess it is a whole game right like the first game was uh, without any spoilers it was uh, leading up to this story a lot they also had the spider-verse movie which uh, was yeah. basically uh, the same story right and uh, it makes sense for me to uh, do this uh, spin-off like or like not even spin-off, like continuation of the first game in a way. I just uh, want to see how it uh, plays out. And I'm actually excited if it's a full game. But for me, it looked like a PS4 game from what they showed. Like I didn't see it as... Like everything, like even the combat looked kind of similar, I think. So I was not so shocked about the graphics, but I'm happy for a new Spider-Man game. And it's coming this holiday, so... 
Yeah, uh, I don't know what they were thinking with the name. Was the name just uh, Ma really uh, Miles Morales or? Yeah, it's it's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Yeah. They should have just called it Spider-Man Two because I really don't know what they're gonna do with the next game. <laughs> Are they gonna call the next game Spider-Man Spider-Gwen? I mean, if the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Good point. Yeah, but what's the hierarchy at that point? Like, let's say. Sony puts out three more Spider-Man games in the near future. Like, you completely lose track if they at least have, like, a proper tagline, like, uh, I don't know, like, Dark World or Ragnarok or something that's more feasible where you can, like, in your head figure out which is happening. But those are just names. Yeah. I really don't understand why they didn't just call it two. Yeah, I mean, but uh, do we even know if they want more games? Like, uh, I maybe like it's just one and two and i mean one and morales and that's it and maybe they like i guess the way they are connected completely so two would make perfect sense and it would be probably much better because i don't think many people even know who miles is of course if they play the first game they know but like spider-man itself is like way more famous i uh like this whole miles the morales story is kind of not so well known i think in the public eye so it's definitely like an interesting choice I would argue that Miles Morales is actually pretty well known really? nowadays in pop culture. Yeah, like the movie Into the Spider-Verse blew okay, up Okay, that movie was really he's good too. In, he's in every animated show. He was already teased at in the MCU. Like everybody knows Miles, I think, especially his costume is iconic. I think it's mm. a really cool thing that he's in the game, like in the first game. I think in the trailers even they already show Miles, yeah. so you know he's like to some capacity in the game. He's the part and of the story, even like a whole story arc, I think, in the game in the first one. So, yeah, there's a voiceover in the Spider-Man Miles Morales teaser, and that is actually Peter Parker doing the voiceover mm -hmm. while the cinematics are playing out. I think the game looks really cool. I think it's really, really, really smart of Insomniac to shift gears because miles has different abilities he can like turn himself invisible he has like this shock blast yeah that's just really cool that was shown in the trailer too exactly and with this you can like switch up the gameplay more because spider-man what do you do you give him more gadgets i mean the like yeah first i thought it's just oh more costumes right more like suits that has like the ultimate ability is different but uh yeah miles has like i think that that how it will be probably but and the gadgets will change into maybe more suit powers or something that Miles can do yeah i would assume they just take all the costumes that miles has worn till now which is also really good because all the activision spider games that came before the playstation insomniac one they also had all the suits as well so at some point you're just retreading the same territory over and over and over again like, you get tired of wearing the big-time suit. That's the, the one with the uh, green neon. Yeah. And it's cool that they had abilities that made them unique for that game. But I think it's cool that Miles is now the main character and you can explore his suits and his powers, which changed the gameplay and also focuses, gives you a different angle of the story. I think Mary Jane was also for second in there. My the enemies are some robots sure. things with some electricity stuff yeah i mean it looked fun we will have to see more yeah. more gameplay i guess and just like overall who are the enemies what love what is the plot mainly about and then we can say more but it will probably be amazing if it's anything like the first game and just like the same feeling like same freedom and uh 
and even like better because it's in the ps5 that like cannot go wrong basically i think <laughs> and i think it's also playing in the winter right because i saw snow and miles wearing like a coat so you can mm. probably swing around new york in like the winter with the snow falling that, and stuff that sounds amazing actually i wish the first game had like actual day night cycle but like like proper time based not like mission per mission basis that would have been really cool maybe with this game yeah i hope so but the, by the way but one thing yeah i want to touch about is i am almost certain that this game is not going to be a launch title okay but well they said it's holiday so and uh actually uh tied into that like uh you know there was this um nba game and they said fall this year so is that yeah, coming for the playstation 4 footage. is that coming for the playstation 4 or playstation 5 because that kind of hints that the playstation 5 releases this fall and then uh, spider-man is not a launch title like you said but it's still uh kind of tricky i don't know I'm, i was so confused on the fall so maybe you're right if it's really coming in two months or so i don't know <laughs> it's almost fall i would look at it this way what have you seen of the game yet? There are some cutscenes and some in-game, uh, what is it, like button prompts with the car where he's like stopping the car, mm -hmm. which is basically a glorified animation. You've seen that that is like a quick cut through of the trailer. If we get more gameplay actually from Gamescom, I believe that we're going to see it this year. But you got to realize, right, Insomniac, they have three teams, I think. One of them is like a VR team. One of them is working on Reginald Clank and the other one is working on Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, but they announced and the date, all... right? Basically, I mean, the time frame. So it has to be this year. Like they, like for a bunch of games, they didn't say time. They just said 2021 or whatever. But for this, it's at uh, 2020, the, this holiday. So I think it has yeah, to come this year. I am really, really doubtful. I mean... It would be shocking to me if Reginald Clank and Spider-Man are both launch titles from Insomniac for PlayStation 5. Yeah, I mean, uh, we just have to wait. I'm not sure if they announced a date for Ratchet and Clank. I can't remember. But if you compare Reginald Clank to Spider-Man, how much more have you seen of Reginald Clank? They basically showed off a trailer of voiceover plus gameplay. Yeah, very true. I think, uh, I think out of the whole presentation, Ratchet and Clank was like the coolest i mean the show the most and like everything basically if i personally had to guess the launch lineup for ps5 as it is right now out of this entire presentation i would say it's probably from sony ratchet and clank gran turismo 7 and what was the other one Sackboy, a big adventure yeah that was a cute one well actually now that you mentioned it we completely escaped gran turismo so I'm not a big fan it's of the racing next game, game in the list, yeah. Before, yeah, but it was actually before Spider-Man, so just saying, in order, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of car games. It looked cool. I don't have much to say about it. I guess like I will not play it. I just don't have uh, any appetite for like proper racing games. I like like unofficial racing games like Need for Speed. But yeah, glad it's back and it looks cool. It had nice graphics cars yeah <laughs> polyphony is working on these games like crazy polyphony is a sony first party studio gran turismo is owned by sony during every console launch you get like these racing games because you can really 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 show, show the visuals the... exactly um 
it made perfect sense. I put it in my predictions. I didn't hear any of the leaks or whatever happened over the last week. I just assumed that we haven't heard anything from Polyphony since uh, Gran Turismo Sport, which sold actually pretty well compared to the last one, uh, 6. I mean, it's also a big name. Like, uh, everyone knows. I know Gran Turismo, even though I never played it or even care about the whole genre. Yeah. yeah. Gran Turismo is a massive franchise. Exactly. Uh, I think... W- up till now, they sold 68 million copies of mm. Gran Turismo uh, assets wow, that's, uh, over of the last couple of years since launch. Okay. Uh, I looked that actually up after the presentation. Um, I think they fell off a cliff after 5, I think. They did like some prologue 5, then 5, and then 6 completely tanked. But... Um, Gran Turismo Sports sold 8 million copies which was actually pretty good I think the one before sold 5 and the ones before that sold like 12, 11 around 10-ish always mm-hmm. it's a big franchise for Sony and since for the last launch they wanted to have Drive Club from Evolution but they closed that studio down so now Polyphony is the only one in Sony's first party that actually delivers on sport game, uh, on racing games so it made perfect sense to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it makes sense for sure to have the game. And uh, yeah, as you said, like a lot of uh, launch titles are car games because you can see like the graphics, you see the effects, like the motion mm-hmm. just look will look really good with the, I hope, 60 hertz on the PlayStation 5. So I, I think it makes sense. It's just like I'm not really interested in it personally. Yeah, when you're like first person in the car and you see like the raindrops on the window and stuff. Raindrops, it, it like the lighting, looks... the reflections, like everything. It's just really cool. Yeah, it's gorgeous. When the play, when Xbox has their reveal event, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Turn 10 with the next Forza game. I mean, it would make it's, sense. It's just so yeah. obvious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, usually um, Forza transitions every year between Forza, the normal one, and Forza Horizon and the normal one is made by Turn 10 and the other one is made by Playground Games but the last game was two years ago and that was Horizon from Playground and they just released an expansion pack last year because the rumor in the industry is that uh, Playground is working on the next Fable I think that's what like the general rumor is yeah it's a great rumor I love it because I love Fable one of my favorite games yeah yeah and yeah they closed on was Lionsgate or something mm-hmm. so, uh, Microsoft owned that studio so they closed that down so they moved it I think to Playground Games so if they moved from Horizon to Fable it's obvious why they skipped the year because last year should have been then the normal Forza Sport but if Turn 10 actually works on the game for the next Xbox Series X then it makes so much sense for them to have like one year of a buffer and then actually release the turn 10 game this year to showcase the Xbox Series X. So we can probably compare Forza with Gran Turismo in the fall. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't really care about Yeah, I don't think you're Gran a big Turismo racer other than like Need for Speed kinda. Because I think you like that, like- that too, but not really the like official, very strict racing. No. I like Need for Speed, but I love Burnout. Burnout is amazing. Criterion did such a good job. It's a shame that Criterion isn't like properly around anymore. Most of the people who worked on Burnout left the studio, and Criterion is now just a support studio for Need for Speed, actually. Actually, talking of Burnout, I think we can actually go to Distraction on Stars, which uh, is a, car g- a sports car game where 
you can destroy each other's cars and it's like Carmageddon, Armageddon. I don't know if you played that game, Carmageddon, or like Burnout. You just go and smash each other. What do you think about that? <laughs> it, lo it looks like Twisted Metal plus Fortnite. I couldn't care less. Yeah, I, I'm not really into these games uh, either, but uh, I kind of liked how they build up this port and like these punkish... Uh, characters and like the whole like oh you pick this champion and then uh, you race to crash each other destroy each other or race uh, against each other i think it will be a game that will be fun online with other players most likely and the single player will be just uh, meh <laughs> yeah i would pretty much agree with that all the skins look like fortnite clones thrown into cars and <laughs> twisted metal on top of it i mean it looks really 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 fun like just from gameplay that you can like jump around and blow shit up but yeah that's enjoyable again i really don't care yeah i just it was just a good way to uh go from burnout to that game but we can go to one of the main uh, games that uh, is tied into insomniac as we already mentioned which is a uh, ratchet and clank rift apart which I said earlier is I think was one of the coolest presentations. The whole ray tracing was very visible in that game. Like the reflections were amazing. I was like, wow, that looks super nice. The graphics were really uh, awesome as well. It's obviously the Ratchet and Clank style, but it it was like really sharp and little clean. Every environment was like really dense and populated. And uh, they also talked about this uh, unique controller support for the new weapon. I think that's a gimmick, probably like the v, uh, v stuff or Nintendo stuff usually is. But it still sounds really cool and uh, the whole game looked really fun. And I'm actually really excited for that game and I will definitely get that uh, day one because it will probably be a launch title. I agree with everything you said. I love Ratchet and Clank. That is one of my favorite PlayStation series. I played every Ratchet, I played every Ratchet and Clank game except All for One, which is some weird multiplayer co-op thingy, which I never bothered with. Uh, I love the series. I love the characters. I'm a bit confused about the timeline of this thing because, like you said, the last Ratchet and Clank game was this weird remake. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of figured they're gonna go back and do like the second one or the third one. But now this looks like it's either moving the timeline further ahead after Nexus. That was like the, the last game in the timeline. Or they continue the first game and ignore the second one or something. I really don't know. I mean, uh, we will it's, see. It's a, yeah. yeah but like gameplay wise it i think it looked so good like uh, uh maybe as you said the rifts are maybe a bit too quick but i think that just made it like so action-packed as it was shown in the trailer and it was such a good demonstration of the game like how they jump from completely different environments into like a city from a desert and flying in the sky through this uh, purple portal it was just so damn cool so i'm really super hyped for this game i think this is like my number one highlight for the whole event yeah the portals <laughs> were actually really cool i think you, you jump from like very sim uh, similar familiar locations to others. I think a lot of the stuff that they showed off were actually older games or environments that they already had in previous games. For a second, I was actually confused if you go back in time or to like different universes or parallels or 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 really 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 looking forward to this. I'm gonna get that immediately ASAP, and I'm gonna play the living hell out of it. Yeah, same. I love Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, so we'll probably discuss it as soon as the PlayStation Five releases because we will be both playing this game for sure. But uh, moving on, the only or do you still want to talk about it? I have like one more thing. Okay, no. So the only thing I'm really scared about is the functionality on the controller for this thing. I'm, I'm because. I don't think it's like it will probably like like hey you can feel your gun better and uh, haha you can move it this way and then it does this awesome new feature and it will be not interesting at all and you will probably just ignore it I am not so scared of that honestly yeah you say that <laughs> but Regin and Clank is always the series in which Sony for some reason shoehorns in all their technology like when the PlayStation 3 launched they had the six axis controller and if you tilted it it recognized it in the game so you had this tool in which you had to like laser cut some doors and you had to like point it towards the screen and it was never accurate and really awkward. Come on, and Max, at least you move your one... arms while playing a game, burning calories, Max. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you play on the treadmill? Or why don't you just play the original V sports? Oh man, we bowling is so good. And everything, tennis. <laughs> and the music. <laughs> All right, what's the next game, Benz? So the next game is Project Athia. Athia. I don't, not sure how to pronounce it. And uh, I think this was like a. I never heard of this before. So I, I unless you, uh, unless it was shown before somewhere, I was surprised by this. And uh, they said it's a PlayStation Five exclusive, and I think it looked uh, really good. Uh, that's one of the games I was like, hmm, this actually looks like super cool. It looks really, really neat. Uh, I have actually a bunch of information on that thing. Okay. Or about the studio, more or less. So it's Luminous Productions, which is a Square Enix studio. They opened that in 2018. The person who was heading the studio was uh, Hajime Tabata. He was the director on Final Fantasy XV. That game had, like, I think three directors. He was the last one who (laughs) pushed it over the finish line. And he opened up the studio uh, in May 2018 but he also left the studio in November. And if you remember, there was this really, really cool um, tech demo from them. It was like a tech demo based in the realm of Final Fantasy, and it was like about some witches and some potions, and then they create blood piles out of themselves and create a dragon with it and fight hyenas. It was so cool. It was called Iaegis Philosophy or something. And it was really, really cool. And it was also made with this engine. So I'm actually surprised that they... Well, they announced that they're working on a AAA game. I just wasn't expecting to see something so soon. And the phrasing on the on the PlayStation 5 was created exclusively for PlayStation 5. So yeah, it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. For, well, that sounded a lot like it's going to be only on the PlayStation 5 and nowhere else. We'll see. They had a tech trailer about ray tracing as well that came out, I think, this year. So I would assume this thing looking bombastic okay. and so, hopefully... So was this game known before be really or cool. was it just announced? Because I never heard of before, but if they had that trailer earlier, then was it like already known that this game is something? No. They had three tech demos before about with the engine. Luminous Engine is an engine that Square Enix uses for Final Fantasy games so that they specifically created for Final Fantasy 15, I think. I mean, it's in the MMO as well. They use that engine, I'm pretty sure. 
Oh, okay. So then they use it there as well. Um, but they only showed those three tech trailers and they announced that they're working on a AAA game. But this is the first time you actually heard the title and saw anything of it. So this is completely new. Okay, it but was really cool. It's cool. Yeah, definitely. So I had it like marked like, oh, this was actually a highlight, another highlight of the whole event for me because I was like, it was a game that really fits me from the from what they showed at least it's like big world like freedom and super cool environments cool enemies it was just like overall really convincing for me yeah i'm really looking forward to it <laughs> all right so the next up on the presentation was stray which was a cute catty game in like a cyberpunkish world where like humans were gone like there was like a funny text on the wall like rest in peace humans or something like that and uh, they didn't really show any gameplay just like this i think it was all just this trailer it was cute i have nothing to say about it to me it looks like a cat delivery service game because the cat had like some backpack or something yeah they didn't really uh, show anything like what the game is really like they show the world and that you're a cat and the stray like the title kind of like refers to that obviously but uh i have no idea what to expect from that game it could be really good or really bad so it's really hard to like do any predictions on that yeah it looked cute <laughs> yeah i agree okay all right so next game so it was actually a new franchise which is a playstation 5 exclusive uh returnal yeah, that's the Housemark game. Everybody on PlayStation should know Housemark because they did Resogun. That was the best game for the PlayStation 4 uh, launch. Okay. Uh, they did the all these bullet hell arcade shooter games. But sometime in 2018, they announced that they stopped making arcade games and they were working on a um, Battle Royale ga game called Storm Divers. But it's been put on hold because they've been working on this. They announced that they're working on a AAA game, and that's going to be the future. And from what I can tell, it looks really neat. Yeah, so uh, for those who haven't seen the like the reveal, it's a, a game where you play as like a kind of an astronautish character who who is stuck in like a loop of like. Uh, I don't even I don't even know. It was like different. She's like put in different places and a loop of the things happening at the same time over again or something like that. It was like a super interesting concept in a pretty realistic world design with some like fucked up elements. So it definitely uh, looked very impressive. Yeah, uh, I think she was stranded on like some weird alien planet. I would assume this place like a roguelike. You try to get through a section, and the more you die, you more you start out from an earlier point or something and what was really interesting was that the more time you spend in the environment the more you become the environment because she was like starting to mutate and some really weird stuff happens to her armor and stuff it was really cool like i'm really looking forward to this um the developer has a massive pedigree and like really fun shooters that have like a really consistent gameplay loop and i just yeah, they're just fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked also, if this game is fast-paced and really fun. I also think that fun. it looked like a uh, very interesting and like the whole concept I liked, but I was not like massively impressed by. Like, I mean, I was excited, but like not super impressed for some reason. I don't know. I don't think it's like hundred percent my type of game, but I would still probably uh, play it because it just looked so good. And like, if the concept is uh, how I imagine it in my head, 
like uh, like the whole interesting story driven kind of with fun gameplay action-packed gameplay i think maybe it will be one of the best games releasing for the ps5 yeah if that's the launch title i'm very much looking forward to it yeah and it's also an exclusive definitely that's... knows what they're doing and it's also an exclusive and a franchise so i guess that refers to having more games in the future so we will see how where that goes exactly if we find more information about it well it's a second party exclusive but you don't know if uh, sony retains the rights to the ip they might have signed a contract with sony in which they sony is funding the game but housemark gets to keep the ip so technically they could release the game or any future games in the series on xbox as well so yeah i mean who knows so next on our list is uh kenya 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 bridge of spirit which was uh this super animated uh almost looking like a cartoon ish game like an actual uh cartoon like what you would see in the cinema like pixar movies or disney movies style and i i was actually really impressed by this one i i thought it looked uh, really cool it reminded me a bit of zelda ish game with uh like uh awesome uh, quick action beautiful animations and just beautiful art style overall yeah, I think you you hit it on the head. I think it reminded me a lot of Zelda. If that is some kind of Zelda-like, for the love of God, yes, we need that on PlayStation. My God. The art style is ridiculously cute. The little tiny fur animal thingies are adorable as hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the animation, they're, they're like really the cutscenes looked so good, right? Like it almost looked like you're watching a movie, actually. Yeah, Amber Lab makes the game. I yeah, that's definitely one of the highlights. Yeah, for of the me presentation. So but we don't game. have much to say about it because we just seen that. So, next game is a Goodbye Volcano High, which was so weird. I was so confused about that one. I had no idea what to think about it. It reminded me of Ruby, uh, which is an American style anime, like just the art style wise, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get my attention. I don't think it's like I like it's not really something that I would uh, connect with PlayStation 5 to be honest. Like it could be a PlayStation 3 game, honestly. Like <laughs> I was not super impressed by that, but uh I wonder what you think. I got nothing to add to this. <laughs> I was so confused. They were having this really really serious melodramatic voiceover. But every time I looked at the screen, I saw like these tiger, dragon, reptile, Weird school creature. people in yeah, different I, colors. I think it's just going to be really funny, most likely, and like like just a fun little adventure, but nothing like super serious, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. Like the, the voiceover dealt with like really hard warming themes and a lot of drama and stuff i wouldn't be surprised if this game is trying to go for like super teenage drama with like mm. creatures yeah very weird for sure so i think we can move on to the uh next one take me out of here <laughs> which is odd world soulstorm yeah uh 
Oddworld is a franchise that's been around forever. There were very many Oddworld games. <laughs> I got nothing to add to this. Yeah, I played so, Oddworld uh, again, Stranger, who, which is my favorite. So again, who uh, didn't see the presentation? It's basically uh, like a side-scroller type of game but it's like 3d at the same time and it's also have this uh cartoony style this cute uh, creatures just like many other presentations as i said it's uh weird that many have this uh style in common and it looked uh, fun for people that are a uh, fan of the uh, genre of like this kind of games which are like from uh, the side view and uh just fun and not super serious again yeah, the art style is called 2.5D. It's like side-scrollers, but nowadays they make them with 3D because it's too hard to create these pixelated graphics. Yeah, I just uh, did call you them ever like play 3D any of the old? Did you ever play any of the old Oddworld games? No, I haven't not. So I can't really say anything in comparison. That's why I was shocked because it said those creatures are cute. This, they look cute. This franchise me. is horrifying. Really? They remind me of uh, <laughs> of like Warhammer has these uh, chaos. Uh, chaos is like uh, whatever uh, the race you can select, and they are like super creepy and disgusting, and like crazy. But at the same time, uh, these are mixed with that and turtles. That's that's how I kind of got it. Like these are turtle chaos creatures. <laughs> I tell you, like the outline of the first game. The okay. basic premise is that your main character that is the one you've seen in this one as well. Mm -hmm. He's just mopping the floors in a corporation and the corporation is selling meat. And for some reason he stumbles into a boardroom meeting and they're discussing that they're running out of meat from these creatures. So the next product of theirs is his race that they put through the grinder so they can get their meat to sell it to other people. And you have to basically liberate your uh, species out of cages and try to save them. It sounds and you a bit can more die serious in so many <laughs> disturbing, horrible ways, and all the creatures are like nightmare fuel. Really creepy. Okay, that actually sounds kind of fun, especially dying in many ways. That's always fun. I like when games do that. Like uh, I remember that space you could just die a thousand different ways. It was so fun. <laughs> I think the 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 greatest offender of dying in a billion different ways is like the original tomb raider reboot my god <laughs> yeah but uh again right. let's move on to the next one which is ghostwire tokyo maybe my highlight of the show bethesda crushed it this year uh ghostwire tokyo was announced last year at e3 uh tango gameworks with uh the the head of the studios the basically the person who invented resident evil my god i am so looking forward to this this game looks really 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 cool i wasn't expecting it to be first person but i'm totally mm. fine with it it looks amazing the scenery is great all the monsters are awesome as hell uh the only thing i'm somewhat concerned about is they were all jumping off a tower assassin's creed style for some reason but it looked like it might be multiplayer or live service. I can see this thing being something hmm. like, hey, you have this massive environment in the city and it's kind of like an MMR thing like Destiny and you like have your hunting teams and hunt like weird monsters that are popping up throughout Tokyo. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that either, but yeah, same. I've been hyped for this game ever since they revealed it, basically, because just thematically, it's perfect match for me, basically. So I was really happy about the seeing that it's first person. I, that actually hyped me up even more. It looked great. The art style was like insane. It was just so cool. Like the whole city, they even talked about it, how it like shows Tokyo in like a cool way. So, so um, this is also probably like my second the biggest highlight after uh, the Ratchet and Clank game because that just uh, blew me away. But I also think this game also showed some ray tracing even though they didn't even mention it. It looked great. All the reflections were insane. It's gonna be a very good game. And I've been waiting for a cool Japanese game for such a uh, Japanese style game for such a long time. So I'm really happy about it. You did play Persona, right? Oh yeah, but that's more like um, you're literally playing an anime and very different, like JRPG, typical Japanese stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, you're playing a JRPG, but I mean, is the story so much different from Tokyo Ghostwire if you really think about it? If you take Tokyo Ghostwire and put it in the same style as Persona and then just be like, oh, you walk around uh, Tokyo and all these crazy things are popping up and you're like, have a team of people that are fighting things. It's technically Yeah, of course. But <laughs> again, like a lot of Japanese games are on like similar topics, I would say. But like stylistically, these two games are so different. Like Persona has like the most unique uh, art style of like, it's like just like so unique and you know exactly the music, the graphics, the the comics style. And uh, this uh, Ghostfire also looks very unique in its own, uh, own name. So I think uh, I wouldn't really compare it much to Persona. Even though... You know, I wasn't going to compare it that much. <laughs> I just, was just curious if you played Persona 5. Yeah, because I mean, I haven't finished, finished the game, but like I have like, what, 100 hours in it? <laughs> still not finished but Damn. it's fun yeah it's really kind of nice yeah okay next one on the list is Jet the Far Shore for me that was the most underwhelming game I think almost uh, yeah I I don't want to say anything all, bad but all my notes say space game yeah it's a space game you don't really know what's going on they showed some time lapse of like Oh, day one, year, thousand, I don't know. And then the, the spaceship in the water and just flying. I have no idea what to even imagine of that game, honestly. And graphically, it looked like a P PlayStation 3 game for to me. So I don't know. I have nothing, nothing positive to add. And I don't know about the game that much to say negatives either. So yeah, nothing much I can say. I think it was a really bad trailer. Yeah, and the I was even really, surprised... Really good. Yeah, and this uh, trailer was even, like, uh, scenes from the trailer of uh, Jet were even shown on the main PlayStation trailer at the end. So I was even surprised by that. So maybe it's a launch title as well. I mean, it's an indie game, yeah. It might be a launch title. Uh, I can't take anything from that trailer, to be honest. It, 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 it had some art style to it. Like you said, PlayStation 3, I think they were going for, like, really cel-shaded look. Uh, I have nothing to add to this. Yeah, cool. Then let's just move on uh, to Solar Ash. I 
Okay, so like, let me just tell you guys that uh, to me, this game uh, had like a really trippy art style with a lot of colors, a lot of greens, purples, a very stylized game. And it reminded me a lot of the, a lot of the games like Journey or uh, this uh, game where you play a diver. I'm not sure what the name of that game. I actually played the whole game, but it was very Absolutely. much okay maybe and it was very much like those two games i feel like it's more like a big adventure where a lot of weird things happen and then you just go through it and just think uh, what you want about it but i actually really like these uh, games at least that was my impression uh, from the trailer yeah i don't know i didn't really know what to say about this I thought you would actually like it because it was so stylized like it was very colorful and uh, it had like these crazy trippy transactions and the whole world spinning around and weird things happening so I thought it would be something uh, that you would actually enjoy a lot I don't know uh, I I mean if you don't have, don't have anything yeah okay that's not a problem so the next one was Hitman 3 and as a big fan of the Hitman uh, series, I really liked it. I thought it was like, hmm, finally a new Hitman game. All the other were like pretty good. So I'm actually really excited for that. And they showed off this uh, map where you're in Dubai and like going through these uh, crazy ways to assassinate your target. I was uh, pretty impressed and I'm actually excited for that game. But I all played all Hitman games on the PC, so... I'm not even sure how to play it with controllers overall, so I, it will be interesting to see that on the PlayStation 5 first. But I don't think it's exclusive or anything, and it will probably come to everywhere at the same time. Yeah, uh, IO Interactive made the game. We got like a cinematic and a gameplay thing at the end. Um, it's basically Hitman Season 3, right? Because the other two seasons... I think the first season was made with Square Enix. The second one was made just by IO after they retained mm -hmm. the IP from Square. And now it's season three. Are all of them having the same story, which is like continuing throughout them or? Well, it's like somewhat, yeah. But like they are, you can play them. Like each mission is like, has its own story basically. And you can play it like thousand different ways. So it's, I don't even know what to call this kind of game because it's not really like a super story based game. It's more like an experience where you go through a map and find the solutions in many cool ways. Yeah, it's like a chess game, right? You have one target and you can kill it however you want. You can dress up as other people. You can like poison the target. You exactly. can set up a escalator to fall down when the target is in it. It's some, you can really play around with the environment. What exactly. I'm curious about is if they're going to release this game in one chunk or if it's going to be episodic again. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I think maybe it will be episodic because they were rolling with that for so long now. But maybe it will be just a big game in itself. Yeah, um, I haven't really played the old games. I think, if anything, you have probably more to say about them than me. Uh, it looks cool. The trailer was fine. Yeah. Yeah, the, all the other games is like, actually, they are all like graphically pretty impressive, uh, even for their age. 
always like looking really nice it's uh, as i said really fun to uh, think of these cool ways and figure it out for yourself it's very stealthy or unless you want to go and shoot everyone but you can uh, you can actually stealth in this game which a lot of new games miss like for example assassin's creed used to be really stealthy and you were actually an assassin and nowadays it's just an action game a hitman you can actually be a real assassin uh, think of your own methods very clever gaze to deal with your targets and it's uh, just like a fun experience so i'm excited yeah shall we move on to the next game <laughs> uh, yeah you had a lot to say so next game was uh, astro's playroom <laughs> which uh oh god uh yeah i don't know i i have not much to say about that one because it like it's like very playstation game where you are the controller or some weird stuff like yeah, that yeah it's a playstation exclusive from japan studio oh my god yeah it's it's cute it's a cute little platformer i have absolutely no idea what to say about it isn't it a bit like the v games like uh where you just play with friends and it's like their own little game and kind of cute but not really a serious game and just if you want to chill and play with some people you play it but other than that it's not even like a game <laughs> maybe it's called astro playroom right so maybe yeah. there's more playrooms and maybe you get it with the console when you buy it who knows yeah that's what i, I would guess to be honest i hope that's the case because i really don't see anybody buying this thing especially if you can get reginald clank or Sackboy a big adventure exactly so we can already move on to the next one which was little devil inside it was again this cartoony style but uh it was uh, filled with humor so I kind of actually like that uh, that one. That game looks amazing. Like, amazing. That was maybe the biggest mind blow throughout <laughs> the entire presentation from like an indie studio. Uh, Neostream was making the game. Uh, it looked like the puppeteer from the beginning. Uh, there was a PlayStation 3 exclusive in which you were playing as basically as a puppet it had this really cool unique art style this one also it looks like cell shaded but also low poly but the lighting and everything looks looked really nice right so cool and if you go through the trailer you see so many scenes that are lifted from other playstation ip there's a scene that looks literally like the last boss in bloodborne for a second then you have scenes that look like the last of us you have scenes <laughs> that look like Journey when they go down the, the hill desert, and like yeah. sliding down. Exactly. Uh, they There's the scene that looks one-to-one -one like Mad Max Fury Road when the <laughs> uh, storm hits in the movie. It's like one-to-one -one the same scene and it also reminded me of Dark Souls a lot. My <laughs> God, this game looks really, 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 really cool. Yeah, I I'm agree. I'm very looking forward to playing this. I agree. All, from all the cartoonist styles games, this was uh, one that I actually really liked, other than the one with the girl, the Zelda-like, which we already talked about. I can't remember the game. Uh, Kenya? Yeah, so that was the main two cartoony that I actually liked from the presentation as a highlight. And it, it seemed to be filled with a lot of humor, too. Like, there was a lot of funny scenes already shown in the trailer, which I really enjoyed, so this will be a fun game yeah. to play. There's a lot of reoccurring characters and like different outfits and stuff. I can totally see this being something like, hey, you're sitting in the library and somebody's reading books to you or and the books are like separate levels that you have to like play through and everything plays like a little bit differently and has a different thematic theme to it. Man, the, 
I honestly think this game is gonna be really cool. I hope it's gonna be out for launch. I don't know if they revealed the release date yet. Could be, tw I don't know. But I'm very much looking forward to this. I was really, really, really hyped. Yeah, it was really cool. So we are, I think, both looking forward to that one then. But the next one is something that you won't really like that much is uh, NBA 2K21. <laughs> I okay. Let me let me start off. I really like basketball and basketball games. I got into basketball because I watched Kuroko no Basket, which is an anime, and then I just got into like playing a lot of basketball games. But the games are the same every year. There's no difference. <laughs> like there is literally no difference. I don't think this will be any different. And the last game got like huge backlash. It was terrible. So, I don't know. The only interesting fact about this one, and they, again, they said fall 2020. So, is the PlayStation 5 out in fall this year? Oh my god. What to say? Uh, <laughs> it said pre-alpha footage, which is not a good sign at this stage. Um, it looked like a tech demo. It really didn't show off absolutely anything. <laughs> I don't know why it was in there at all. It seems so out of left field. I have no idea what to say to this. Yeah, so I, we I shouldn't it. really stomp I, it I that couldn't much. be bothered. We'll see, and hopefully yeah. it's better than the last one, I guess. Can't be worse. True. <laughs> but uh, is Bugsnax worse? The next game on our list? <laughs> what do you think about Bugsnax? It started out really cute, and then it turned to horrible, horrible nightmare fuel. <laughs> The person eats a strawberry and then suddenly the arm becomes a strawberry. The, oh my god, I, I have no idea. You can like mishmash things together. <laughs> yeah, the evil strawberry creature at the end. No, the strawberry was the main protagonist in the trailer, I guess. And at the end, they revealed the big bad boss, I guess, right? But the game was just very weird. I, I don't know, it looked very childish, but at the same time, it's creepy. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not even sure what that was, honestly. It started out so cute with like these little strawberry creatures and then it's over time <laughs> gradually transformed into like utter nightmare fuel. I don't know what happened there. Like you have this really cute sound in the background and then they announced the name of the game and you hear like backstacks, backstacks. Yeah, all but over that the was place. the song. The whole song wanna... was pretty cool, right? Like they had this their own backstack song. I was I already knew the title of the game just from the song before they actually said the name. I really that was really cool. Yeah, and when they revealed the logo at the end, like it stops halfway through and then this weird creature of all these things that it probably ate jumps towards the camera, which didn't even look scary. It just looked really weird. Yeah, I agree. And then the title reveals. Uh, maybe it's a cool game. I don't know how you play it at all. Yeah. Uh, I got massive uh, Animal Crossing vibes from it for some reason. Like in the beginning, how everything kind of like feels... Um, yeah, I see what you mean, but uh, for me the game uh, felt more like an old school, like Spyro kind of game, overall. You know, like collecting cool. things and just moving around. Yeah, you think you like move around and then you can eat different creatures, exactly. and those creatures give you special abilities with which you can progress and stuff. Yeah, I think of something more like that exactly. That would be actually cool. I would be totally into that. It would be nice if it would just be a new Spyro or a Crash instead and not this uh, weird nightmare fuel. <laughs> well, it will be because we saw that it's already weird a bit. But we are excited to see what happens with it. But let's move on since uh, it's already 
getting very long. So uh, the next one you will probably want to talk about, which is uh, Demon Soul. Let's skip that one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, we heard for the longest time that Blue Point, I think they announced it like in 2018, they're working on a PlayStation game and it's the biggest game they ever worked on, in quotes, so I think they said. And people have been speculating like crazy. Oh, is it like a remake of Metal Gear Solid or something? But the rumors were true. For the longest time, it's been Demon's Souls remake. Sony uh, funded the game in Japan and then just didn't publish it in Europe because they thought it's not worth it. And then the franchise blew up. But I think Bando Namco, uh, Bandai Namco bought the Dark Souls IP or funded Dark Souls and they retained the IP rights to it. And Sony has been like crazy salty about it. That's why they made Bloodborne as a to like basically <laughs> yeah you know, you know what I mean yeah exactly uh, they gave us a cinematic trailer look cool it looks really cool I mean it's more it's more Dark Souls to be honest <laughs> it's always a good thing actually like uh, just tying back to this uh, we actually uh, accidentally skipped Goth Godfall and uh, why I want to bring that up because uh, they kind of the two games kind of looked similar to me in a way oh you really want to talk about godfall huh but yeah uh, like we don't have to talk much but like don't skip like we said every other uh game basically so let's just not skip that <laughs> yeah that's fine uh godfall is gearbox's new game right yep uh i'm not sure the game like graphically didn't impress me it looked like a mobile game, like Infinity Blade or something. That's what it reminded me of. I have zero interest in playing it, and I'm really worried that it's going to be another Battleborn situation for Gearbox. Yeah, so what my notes were exactly, basically, it was like a hack and slashy third-person game. Didn't look like it has so much depth to it. They were hyping up these armors and weapons, which is always fun to like mess around with, but to carry like a whole game around it, I'm not so sure. Uh, it was basically like an ar like diablo in like third person that's that was the vibe i got from it obviously not like the atmospheric vibe but like the gameplay yeah yeah pretty much that uh yeah i got nothing to add to that All i right. was kind of just skipping that one in my head mm -hmm. yeah but like i didn't want to skip anything because uh we mentioned all the games now so yeah, so the next one is uh, Deathloop. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so what, what do you think about that one? As for uh, the people, again, who didn't see, it's uh, basically an assassin game where two rival assassins compete with each other and they are stuck in a loop, kind of. If they die, everything restarts all the time. At least that's what the trailer showed. And... Uh, one has to kill the other basically that's the whole premise of the game and they have abilities like uh in overwatch-ish because the whole it was an fps game so looked a bit like overwatch and they had like teleportations and all kind of cool abilities to play with to assassin enemies so that was uh basically what it was shown yeah uh another strong showcase from bethesda uh, it's made by Arcane Studios, the people behind Dishonored and the uh, new Prey. 
Um, I would assume it's an immersive sim because the other two games from them are also immersive sims. So something like Bioshock. Mm -hmm. That's why you have all these cool telekinesis abilities yep. and uh, the stealth shifting and stuff. So they revealed this last year at E3 with uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. And they had this really cinematic, realistic trailer of this island in which the two assassins were killing each other constantly until the other one got on top. So now we actually get to see gameplay and it looks a bit more cell shady than the original trailer. Um, yeah, it reminded me of Overwatch, big... that's what I was saying, like graphically a lot. I'm a big, 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 big fan of this game. Everything I've seen, I'm totally in. Uh, Dishonored never really grabbed me because it just seems so depressing and dire. Kind of good but game, though. I played this... it. <laughs> yeah, I played it too, but it just gave me like real depression. Oh. But uh, this game looks really good. Uh, Bioshock vibes a lot. And as far as I can tell, you're on this island and you have to kill certain targets that they showed in the in the video and all these people playing against you and if you die you go back to the start and you have to like make your way towards the target and i think the other person the other assassin is either controlled by another person that's jumping into your game that you have to like kill to kill the target or it's a single player game in which i don't know i have honestly no idea how this thing is going to be honest, played. i thought it's single player but that idea I actually really like. If it was another player, that would just add uh, a whole new dimension to that game. Right? Yeah. I'm so confused how this thing is going to play. I don't know if you start a match with another person and then it's like a battle royale, but in a immersive sim in which you have all these tools and if you start out the level, you like work your way through the map and then at some point you meet the person in like a big arena or wherever in on the map and you have all these tools like uh you can control turrets you have these stealth abilities that the other person didn't invest any points in mm -hmm. you the other person has the high ground you have the low ground and you like try to kill each other or something like a big standoff that sounds and the super person who fun. kills the other person progresses then through the level after that person and has to kill the target or something and the other just restarts and gets matched with someone else that's uh, actually a great idea i've that would make the game super unique like there's not any games like that basically i don't know how to pull that off like on a technical aspect absolutely no idea yeah, but, but now they stole your idea really, max really so it was just actually just a single player game but now now you just created a new genre thank you thank you uh, bethesda yeah, <laughs> if Bethesda steals anything from this it's probably more for the next game I don't think anything can be changed more about Deathloop I think that thing is locked yeah it was really cool and I have to add that the, the, like the footage they showed the presentation itself was super good it was one of the best do you notice that a lot of Sony games just showed off cinematic stuff and basically just were announced whilst all the Bethesda games actually show gameplay. That's why we're so hype about them mm -hmm. because we actually know so, so much about them now. Yeah, but it was also so like, well structured and like the whole art style of the whole trailer was just so well made. It was just impressive. I'm so curious how this thing is going to play. <laughs> like when we hear more about it during Gamescom or at the IGN Games Fest or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like if this thing pops up in the next couple of months and the developers actually sit down and do like a long video and a walkthrough and stuff. I'm really curious how this thing is actually going to play. If it's a single player, I'm more for it. But the co-op idea also sounded really cool. 
yeah very very nice so we are looking forward yeah. to that but as last podcast we talked about the game and the virus and it was <sighs> resident evil so uh, we have village resident evil 8 revealed i think that's topic for you max <laughs> You just know that this game is called Village because they needed something that they can put the 8 logo into. I know. The, Ro the Roman 8. Yeah, I know. I know, Max. Just call it Resident Evil 8. It doesn't have to be Village. Like, actually, Resident 8 was Evil not even 8. in the title. I just added 8 to it so people know that it's the next Resident Evil game. And, uh, yeah, as Max said, Village is uh, kind of spelling out 8 in the name. So, very tricky. Thank you. Very good idea. <laughs> they recycled this idea since Resident Evil 7 because the 7 was <laughs> the evil and then the E and the L mm. uh, the I and the L were the two dot okay <laughs> but I was actually surprised by the reveal itself because it was very different than what I would expect from a Resident Evil game but at the same time as soon as the trailer or it was not game, I can't remember if it was gameplay I think it was gameplay-ish kind of trailer like it showed in-game assets at least but uh i knew that it's resident evil i i was not so shocked at the end yeah you can tell the re engine apart i think it was gameplay uh that yeah. game looks phenomenal uh okay so turns out all the leaks are true there's werewolves in the game now hooray for whatever <laughs> reasons so apparently you're playing ethan from resident evil 7 it's gonna be first person again uh, Chris Redfield is along for the ride with the blue umbrella, uh, blue umbrella corps, which are basically umbrella reformed as an anti-bio-terrorist organization. And he's going to this village <laughs> to uh, get rid of all the zombies because of a mining accident. There were zombies released or something. I don't know. Uh, and there's werewolves. Yeah, I mean, nice. But uh, were you not shocked by the stylistic choice of the game? Like, it didn't remind me of Resident Evil, other than the like the engine features that you can notice. Like, the game itself looked like very different, even from the last game. The last game was super realistic. It looked like real life, basically, right? And this one was just like very different. This game also looks very much like real life. I think they put a shit ton of effort to make the environments as dense as possible when you go into the building in the beginning when the um, person the elders there with the shotgun that room is packed to the brim with everything so i think the realism is back the only thing that th is i think throwing you off uh the seven was in the bayou in louisiana and you've seen like a good chunk of movies like texas chainsaw massacre and other things mm -hmm. that were kind of mimicking this art style so it kind of made more sense in your head but i think if anything this thing looks more impressive than resident evil 7 for sure yeah i mean i didn't um, say it's not impressive for me it was like for me it came off like somewhat differently like i mean it looked really cool i i'm really excited but uh yeah there's actually so many uh, things that harken back to Resident Evil 4 specifically because Resident Evil 4 is playing in Europe and I think you're in Spain. Mm -hmm. The entire interaction when you're like when the Ethan pulls the curtain and this villager shooting him with a shotgun. Yeah, that's in the beginning, uh, right? 
yeah, it, it harkens back to Resident Evil 4 and how that game starts out and just all the environments and the vibes that you get from that village. There's even this vendor dude with the sunglasses that is, this, I think, the same vendor from Resident Evil 4 that is always like, ho, 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 what are you buying, stranger? <laughs> you He's know, always it, doing this kind of stuff. It kind of reminded me of Outlast 2 in a way. Like, it uh, had these... Uh... I don't even know, like, uh, religious vibes in a weird way, for me at least, and like how they went through this snowy environment, it just uh, reminded me a lot of Outlast 2. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the first Outlast probably inspired the Resident Evil 7. I mean, you can probably call it like a reboot of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there were... You get a mansion again. The mansion looks amazing. You have an entire castle. You have a village. Uh, there were some queens or some sisters. At some point, they're drinking something out of Ethan's hand that he's like holding up. Maybe they're vampires, which would be ridiculous. I mean, as well. it's with with mean, the werewolves, right? Yeah, kind of goes hand in werewolves. hand. Like it, there are werewolves, there are vampires, Max. That's I can promise you that. That's hundred percent confirmed. <laughs> Oh my god, I really hope there's like some really, really stupid explanation, like classic Resident Evil. It's like, oh, we put the T-virus combined with the C-virus into dogs, and then the dogs bit the man and put the virus in them, and this is why they transformed into these beasts. Yeah, it's funny because we were just talking about this in the last podcast that how Resident Evil makes these uh, weird creatures with like the virus infecting a plant and then turning into like an octopus plant or whatever. Like uh, that's very true to this one and it will probably be like that, Max. (laughs) I swear to God. The last game was about like infecting mold. (laughs) Yeah. And the one before that was if you get hit by the sea virus you turn into a cocoon and then rehatch as yourself but then suddenly you you like grow an extra limb or oh my god resident genius. evil is so much genius. fun okay but let's uh, move on to the next one uh which yeah, is pragmata or pragmata not sure how to pronounce it what do you think of that maybe the most confusing reveal of the entire showcase <laughs> So yeah, again, for those who haven't seen it, it was uh, an astronaut uh, walking on Earth, which was completely empty other than a little girl and a robot cat. And then uh, the whole world got distorted and fell apart and then they were flying in space. Yeah, that was the trailer. I have no idea how to explain what the hell happened. Uh, Yeah, there's a girl, but she has a holographic cat. And the cat glitches, but it doesn't glitch like a normal hologram. It like glitches into the cat's body so you can see like bone structures of the cat while it like glitches. And then the sky kind of rips apart like a a satellite falls through the sky, like the entire environment is fake and then they get like sucked out. But no, Uh, I think the cat was robot-like, right? Like it had like a robotic body and then it was just hologrammed over it, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I have no idea what I looked at. Yeah, first I actually thought it's gonna be weirdly a Dead Space something to do with that because the suit reminded me so much of Dead Space. But then uh, it was something uh, completely new. We don't have much info about it either. I think it just it was just there. Or do we have more? Uh, I have a tiny, tiny bit more. Um, what was this game called again? Uh, Pragmata. 
Yeah, Pragmata. So the only thing I have is that the game is actually made by Capcom. Okay. So it has nothing to do with EA and that space at all. Yeah. So I don't know. Take that for whatever you want. Yeah. No, I just um, I just uh, thought that because of the suit in the beginning, and then when they announced the name, I knew that it has nothing to do with that. But uh, I was like, still like, hey, it's some cool that space spin-off where you're on Earth. But then again, everything fell apart, and uh, I have no literally. idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, when I saw the suit, I thought it was the next Kojima game because the main character kind of looks like their logo, like the Ludens. Not uh, true. That's true. Dude as with well. the flag. Didn't even uh, think of that, but it actually does look like that a lot. Then I got really confused when suddenly the cat popped up and everything like exploded into the sky. Yeah. At that point, I was still thinking it was a Kojima game. <laughs> then the name got revealed and it was like Progmata. Then I thought it was a near game because near automata, maybe Progmata, that would have been cool. Mm. But yeah. turns out it's Capcom, so it could be anything, to be honest. Who knows? It's, I think it's just gonna be like a completely new franchise, probably, and uh, and maybe it's a PlayStation Five exclusive. They didn't even say that. I think so. We will just have to learn more about this game. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it because right now I have absolutely no idea what I looked at and how it this thing cool is going to play. Like, it looked really cool from what we've seen, I think. It looked like a cool movie. I would watch that movie, but I don't know how to play this game. True. Like, we didn't see any gameplay, so it's hard to tell. But this leads us to the last game on the list, which is also one of the biggest reveals that everyone kind of expected. Wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, second last game. We still have second. Little Big Planet, a big adventure. Really? Then I probably just accidentally uh, went over them. So yeah, then let's just say those first because uh, we leave the biggest to last. So yeah, you're right. Agreed. So we left out Sackboy, right? Sackboy, a big adventure. I'm sorry, it's actually... Yeah. yeah. No? You go ahead. It's, it's Sumo Digital's Redemption Arc. So the original Sackboy 1 and 2 were made by Media Molecule, which is a first-party Sony studio that did like Dreams this year. And they put on, I think, Little Big Planet 3 was made by Sumo, the same studio that's working on this now. And 3, I think, didn't garner as much love as the other two did. So this one is their second attempt at it. So maybe now they're going to crush it. It looks cute. It looks like a, for the people that think Ratchet and Clank is too trippy, has too many guns for like little kids, and they got a PlayStation Five and want their children to play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was uh, also getting the vibe that it would be really fun cooperatively. It like they even showed co-op gameplay. I'm pretty sure. So I was like, hey, it looks very cute. It's something that you would want to play with your girlfriend if you have one, because sad times <laughs> we neither have girlfriends so yeah we just play alone but uh, i think it's uh, that kind of game that you would like enjoy playing with a friend or a girlfriend and just stay at home and watch something cute you go play with yourself <clears throat> no max thank you <laughs> i play with my cat okay oh jesus so did i leave out uh, another game as well you said or no i checked okay so then again to our big reveal, not ours, but like PlayStations that kind of everyone expected or hoped for, which is Horizon Forbidden West, which is basically Horizon Zero Dawn 2. 
you can see the marketing failing already. It's actually called Horizon 2 Forbidden West. Really? I didn't even see the number two. I know. I know. It's so hilarious. Horizon is really big on top with the letters. Then there's this dividing line. And in the middle of the line, there's two small stripes. And then it says Forbidden West. Okay, so I completely missed the two. But uh, Horizon 2 Forbidden West. You... I guess. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, but then why Same... not name it Horizon Zero Down 2? That wouldn't make more sense then. They could have called it Horizon 2 Forbidden West. That makes perfect sense to me. It's just weird that they hit the two. Yeah, but the game, I think it looks really good. I Especially, they showed a lot of underwater scenes that's like completely new to the game. And I just really liked it. It looks so like colorful with huge environments, uh, huge areas to explore. Like um, they uh, have these, obviously these robot animals. They, I think, they, what did they show? What was that uh, big animal they showed? Um, they were in a swamp, then a turtle came out. Oh, out big the turtle, yeah. And exactly. in the end, they showed like a war elephant with some uh, people on the back, like in Lord of the Rings. Exactly. In uh, Return of the King. And it's just uh, really cool. Like, I just love the first game as well, and it's coming to PC, so I'm gonna probably replay the parts, especially that I haven't finished, because I never finished the game. Yeah. But uh, I'm just really excited. Just to clarify, Horizon Zero Dawn comes to PC, not Horizon 2 Forbidden West. On that yes. would be very nice, but yeah, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, releasing on PC this year, I think. I don't know, maybe. Um, Yeah, so the game uh, plays in San Francisco, as far as I can tell, because they showed the bridge. Uh, There's some... Chinatown things going on with a holographic uh, Chinese dragon going like through the floor and stuff, which looked really, really cool. Yep. Uh, I actually wrote down in my notes diving question mark because the first thing in the trailer is like this underwater temple. But then in the end, they actually clarify with her having the, the goggles and everything going like underwater and swimming with the alligator going above her. And it reminded me a lot of uh, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider because... Uh, that was one big addition to that game that there were a lot of underwater dungeons and the places to discover. It was really nice. Yeah, they had like the sections where you like swim in uh, caves and you were running out of air. So you had to like catch up these bubbles and there yes. were um, eels, I think, trying to kill you. <laughs> Pretty neat. Yeah. Funny thing, if you want to hear something from the devs, uh, you can make it through most of the sections without the water bubbles that you can pick up. The water bubbles are just there to make you feel more tense because you think in your head that you need them to uh -huh. make it through the sequence. Oh. Wow. They put in a lot of like psychiatry into the game <laughs> to make you scared. Yeah, using all the tools in the book. Um, Horizon 2 looks really cool. Uh, I have to go back to Horizon 1. Um, yeah, but I think this is one of the biggest reviews, right? Like, everyone wanted this, kind of. Everyone wanted this. I completely agree. Uh, I think the first game is just... The concept is so cool, and the world is also really, really, really well thought out, and a great concept. Unique as well. apocalyptic world with all these crazy dinosaur animals so that cool. came out of nowhere. I just think that the gameplay never kind of lived up to the concept 
it was kind of a mesh out of every contemporary game like Far Cry and Assassin's Creed and all these Ubisoft games just kind of mesh together. Mm -hmm. Like you climb on the tower, you synchronize the environment, you do some yeah, side quests, you run around third person. I agree, but um, like I feel like that the game was so huge and so uh, graphically so impressive and like just as like the whole uh, completely new like theme and like very unique world, which made it like a super huge success in my book at least. And I think for many other people as well. It sold really well. The story was apparently really good. Uh, the concept is great. The only thing I'm saying is the the gameplay was just... I, w I wish it would have been a bit more unique and more engaging. Um, but here's hope that the second one's going to play more fluid and has some more unique things that you can do in it. Yeah, I mean, we can tell that the world definitely looks uh, really nice and they added uh, many cool features already shown in the trailers. So I'm pretty sure they probably reworked the weaker parts of the games, like uh, like you mentioned. So I'm, uh, I'm really hopeful for this game and I think it's definitely buy for me. I can't wait to uh, go up to the trunk of the elephant and Legolas that thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope you can like ride yeah, and the tame these creatures like in the first game. <laughs> oh my god, imagine you can like tame a war elephant. Like that would be that so would be cool. Insane. Yeah, I want that. Uh, the only problem I had with this reveal was that... So the industry rumors i think many websites already wrote about it and stuff that uh gorilla's second team is working on some secret project that is like some fps shooter or something okay. and i was just really hoping that they maybe would show that one it could be just killzone again but i think they moved away from killzone like from the sony perspective killzone was supposed to be halo killer but it never really took off to begin with it has definitely its hardcore fans Mm -hmm. Especially with Shadowfall, which was the last one that actually released during the launch of PlayStation 4. But I was just kind of hoping to see something new. Because right now, for the PlayStation reveal event, what do we got out of Sony? We got Reginald Clank, established IP. Spider-Man, established IP. Horizon, established IP. Gran Turismo, established IP. I, I just wish we would have... You want new IPs, but I think like people get really hyped for their loved franchises like getting revived or continued, which works for me as well. Like, oh, I, I really like Horizon Zero Dawn, so now, oh, Horizon 2, it's even cooler. So for me, it works. Ratchet and Clank looks insane. And I really like the new reveals as well, but uh, you don't know that much stuff about them. So when they revive something that you already know and love, then it just creates more hype. And maybe they will indeed reveal a new game as well uh, in the coming months. Hmm. I don't think so. So right now you have Insomniac, Gorilla, Polyphony. Uh, Sumo is not working on first party. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So you have those three studios. Uh, Naughty Dog is putting out Last of Us 2, which are all hands on deck. Days Gone released last year. Uh, Santa Monica released God of War. MLB The Show got released this year from San Diego Studio. So I wouldn't hold my breath for new games or projects being released this year. I think what we got now is pretty much the lineup for this year and early next year, I would assume. Yeah, there were a bunch of uh, 221 uh, titles. 2021, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I think this is like the fall launch plus early next year until E3. So this is what we're going to get. Um, <laughs> last 
reveal event, we at least got like neck, which isn't great, <laughs> but it was something. And we got um, Ready at Dawn's The Order 1886. It didn't launch with the console, but it was a second party exclusive that was, I don't know, Sony attained to IP. I was just really looking forward to like something like that, like just one thing. Did we really need Spider-Man and Horizon? I think the end with Horizon was really strong, but I wish we would have gotten like the order 1887 or something instead of like two seconds of Spider-Man. I mean, you're right. I, I would love that too, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sad about this. Like, I feel like they revealed like a bunch of like old uh, old titles revived that people loved and then they showed uh, a few new like completely new then uh, they put in some indie games and some exclusives i i was overall uh, actually kind of happy so but still a bit underwhelmed with the like i think i was just underwhelmed because of the many cartoony looky in the games to be honest like I would have loved a few more like realistic or like super graphically intensive but at the same time I was like I've even mess told you or messaged you I think Max like oh this was sweet but kind of lacking something or a bit underwhelming yeah it's tricky right the graphically intensive games for indie studios I don't know how much you can but it doesn't have of, to like, be the indie studios but like overall like when you kind of want to sell a new console i think you have to like lean into the graphics especially especially like the big leap in generations has to be like the super realistic uh, people especially in sony games because uh, they were always very much into that a lot of sony playstation 4 games look better than any other games on the market because they just like that and with the playstation 5 i was expecting the next level of that which is probably ray tracing but they didn't show that much about it in only like one game or two games and uh that's one of the selling points of the console yeah it's true but if you think about it like all the big sony studios showed off hyper realistic graphics spider-man did Reg well Regin and clank did in their own art yeah, style no, that was fine like that said. was impressive. That was one of yeah. the only games with ray tracing yeah and that was impressive so, so I, I don't even mean like super realistic but like graphically impressive that's not the same thing because i, I feel like a game can be like beautiful but uh i mean like uh, very cartoony or whatever but still very impressive graphically as well with all the like the techniques and all the engine uh, features added to the game itself hmm. yeah. yeah but max I mean, we are around like two hours already and we i know we had like uh multiple uh, topics still lined up but i think maybe we should uh just talk about those in the next uh, podcast because i feel like if someone is still listening to this at the two hour marks maybe uh uh, it's uh, enough for them and we should just uh, push them into the next what do you think mm -hmm. I think the game releases we can skip there's only uh, Disintegration this week and Project Warlock Disintegration got like mediocre reviews I looked up some stuff and Project Warlock seems to be fine uh, I would say let's go through the rest of the news just quickly so we have it covered and then next week we start out fresh Sure, although, uh, so uh, one on the, our list is obviously the Last of Us uh, review embargo lifted. But I feel like that's such a big topic that we could talk about half an hour just about the game. I'm not sure if we want yeah. to like uh, do that right now. Yeah, let's just say as of now, Friday the 12th, um, 
the Metacritic score is at 96, which is really good. Everybody seems to like the game. That's where we stand right now. I think we're going to get back into it next week properly or when the game actually comes out and we blast through it. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm a I bit less positive about the topic on overall because I have watched some reviews. I think Max Catritis skips everything. I don't want to spoil anything or say anything. And obviously I know some of the leaks from previously, which I won't say right now. Mute yourself, Max. No, just kidding. So yeah, I'm, I think that score is... Uh... Huh? <laughs> So yeah, I, I, overall I just think that score is uh, a bit skewed to be too positive because I saw a lot of people give 10 out of 10. It will probably go down, but it's probably still a very good game and we will talk about it more in the next podcast. Yeah, um, if it stays at 96, it's actually better reviewed than the original Last of Us. Which uh, I don't think it should be from what I've seen so far. <laughs> well, all right. I'm, I'm not it's not oof it's just the first last of us is one of the best games ever made and uh it's hard to live up to that yeah it's my favorite game of all time exactly so i'm really curious how they're gonna like play the next one yeah but let's talk about it more like it even releases like in uh one one week one and a half week so we can definitely can deep dive into it and maybe even make a whole discussion just about last of us halfway uh spoiler free halfway with spoilers and then just like dedicate the whole episode for that game because it probably deserves it yeah fair enough um the next topic is that the ign summer of gaming started on wednesday this week uh they revealed two new games werewolf the apocalypse it's kind of cool cinematic yeah yeah my note literally says dope cinematic that game looks i have no idea what you're doing in the game but it looks <laughs> so really cool. really really cool yeah i agree <laughs> need more werewolves and games thank I'm... you resident evil oh yeah i think uh what what is that Atalta game with uh the wolf among us one of my favorite games that one's getting a second season <gasps> nice i love the game you didn't know about this? No. This was revealed ages ago. I don't know. I didn't pay did. much attention, but I just know that I love that game. It was ages ago, though. And oh, it has one cool teaser trailer in the same style as, like, graphically more intense, but... Oh, my God. No, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I bought a bunch of Fable books because of that game, because it got me into the series. Uh, big, big, big fan. Same. Big B. I didn't get the books, but I um, really like the game. <laughs> I can lend you the books. Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, second game is Metal Hell, Hellsinger, and it's kind of a Doom-like. As far as I can tell, it's uh, an arena shooter in which you have to like clear out um, rooms of enemies like Doom, but in kind of a rhythmy way. I mean, it uh, sounds fun. Uh, Doom was never my kind of game. I don't really like uh, games where you just like uh, go and just shoot without really a goal, you know. But like I, 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 the gameplay is really fun to look at. I think it's maybe it's not even my uh, type of game, but it can still be a really good game. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what to think of this one. It really reminded me of Doom as well. Um, shooting without a goal. What do you mean? Like, it, like Doom is a bit like a wave shooter almost. Like you just go to kill everything with cool guns, cool animations, uh, have a bloodbath around you, and uh, try to get like nice score and uh, things like that. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of a chess game. 
not so much the the original Doom reboot in 2016. There was more like if you have the super shotgun, you can run through everything and just murder. But uh, the new one, you need to have specific weapons for specific enemies, and every enemies have specific weak points. So it's kind of like a dance of death in which you jump around and manage your own equipment to take out the enemy rooms, which get really tense towards the end of the game. I heard from like a lot of people and from what I've played. Um, yeah, it's more like playing a yeah, challenge I mean, kind of map where you just have to go through it and kill all kinds of stuff, which is not really my cup of tea, really. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think this thing is metal. <laughs> Hellsinger metal. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. All right. So, next topic. Uh, Ghost and Monsters from Ubisoft accidentally leaked Leak. on Stadia for 30 minutes. Yeah, and that game uh, I was actually really excited about already. And it just uh, confirmed the suspicions that it looks so much like Zelda with like, uh, uh, what is it? Assassin's Creed Odyssey World mixed with Zelda that it was almost shocking. Like they literally had the same uh, stamina bar in front of the character. Mm -hmm. But I'm still excited, like a new Zelda game, basically. I'm always happy for that. <laughs> uh, so what leaked was the 2019 E3 build of the game. And according to the people who actually played it or got to take a look at it, um, there's a overload of Assassin's Creed placeholders in that game for now from that old build, which is fair. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, the clip I've seen is the main character walking towards the cliff, falling down, holding on, and then walking up, and it looks one-to-one -one like Zelda. It's yeah, that's what I'm me. saying. It, it looks like, like a straight-up ripoff. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if you said, like, hey, from this early build, they found out that it's actually just a clone of Zelda with Assassin's Creed Odyssey assets. <laughs> <laughs> Change everything. No, it literally looks like Zelda from everything I've seen of it, which I'm happy about. But it's a bit, it's a bit too much. Like, uh, I don't know. I hope they have good lawyers. I mean, they are uh, Ubisoft, so <laughs> they do. But like, I wouldn't want to mess with Nintendo with their biggest franchise. But you know, <laughs> I hope they have good lawyers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's E3 2019, it's been a year, so God knows what happened with the game. Yeah, they um, the people who are working on the game, I think, are uh, Ubisoft Quebec. They've been working on Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well. Like, usually Montreal is working on the main game, like uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Then they shift from Origins to Odyssey, which is Quebec. And then... Uh, Montreal is doing now Valhalla, so Quebec is probably doing the next Assassin's Creed after that again. Uh, it's from them, yeah. Um, it makes sense that a lot of assets are from Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's uh, that's not a problem, I think, at all. Like, it's, yeah. like that's normal. It's just, I think it's more like they're a Zelda vibe. Not even vibe. You could say it's more than a vibe, but... Allegedly, yeah. someone said that. <laughs> like, who knows? But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It looks fun overall. So, it'll be probably really yeah, good. Yeah, it's either a Kena Bridge of Spirits or this one. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I think both are kind of cool. But uh, Kena looked more unique yeah. compared to Zelda, at least. <laughs> true. Yeah. But also feel that the studio who's working on Kena is much smaller. Does, probably doesn't have the manpower to yeah. like make a AAA game. Yeah, Who knows? yeah, maybe that one is actually better. Yeah, I'm looking forward to both. Let's see what they come up with and what they're gonna present this year. The game probably made like light year jump into like a new 
maybe not a new art style, but that changed a bunch, I would assume. Yeah. Oh, All right. See. So last topic is Hellblade 2. Apparently it's running on Unreal 5. Nice. Cool, right? Uh, it will look great. But the last game already looked super nice. I hope but they make the gameplay more fun. Because, yeah, that game looked really cool. And it was, uh, like... It, it was really unique as well, but I don't know. I didn't really enjoy the gameplay that much. I hope they change everything about this game. <laughs> it will be on Unreal Engine 5, Max. It will look cool, okay? Put it on the box. <laughs> Put it on the Unreal 5 website. But, like, the first game was Powered successful, right? So... It was, like, mm. bringing up topics that were not really discussed in gaming. So... I guess it will continue that and hopefully just make the game better as a game. That's my main point on that, yeah. Yeah, the ideas were really cool. I think it had a lot of to with like the voices in your head and psychosis and stuff. And exactly. they brought in like a lot of experts to like convey on that. And you should play it with headphones on because all these voices came from somewhere. And then like fight scenes, they were telling you like from behind, watch out. And then you had to like turn around and block attacks and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they actually used really binaural cool. audio, like hunt. Like uh, not many games use that technique. It's like 3D audio where you record in an actual 3D environment and then you can literally hear the different directions from in a 3d space in your ears which makes it very cool yeah it makes a lot of sense if they use that especially for that game because they needed it for the combat right because yep. i think the voice in your head also lies sometimes so when they tell you like watch out behind you or something when you turn around there's nobody and then you get hit actually in the back from that exactly. person who was standing in front of you yep yep the, the world was really cool the, the graphics the were really nice, right? Was terrible. Um, <laughs> the graphics were really nice. The yeah, audio, like, like I think audio visually it was really nice, but like the game itself was not like a good game, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I went through it and platinumed it, but I had to like return because I missed some of the collectibles. It was the a second pain. time around. <laughs> the game gets real tedious. Jesus. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I think if they fix the gameplay and like get an interesting hook for the gameplay loop if if i had to guess from the trailer that they already put out and the way it's gonna go with like the north mythology and everything <laughs> i would assume they push it like towards the god of war direction yeah maybe i don't know that would that would be uh that makes this the third, the third game in that uh environment again even fourth right Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Hellblade, uh, War, and... Hellblade and uh, Eden's Ring. Elden's Ring. Oh, yeah, Elden's Ring, so that's four, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that, I don't have much uh, more to say about this game, to be honest to you, so... And we are nope, at two hours, six minutes, guys. So if you are still with us, uh, please leave a comment somewhere saying that I like uh, catnip. So we know that you actually were uh, uh, here at two hours, six minutes, you know, because that's like an achievement in itself. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this discussion about PlayStation 5. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at rawaffectpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on any other channels. Listen to us on Anchor, which is our main distribution site, but you can also listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and all the main audio 
podcast sources like Google Podcasts and all that. So make sure to catch up on us, uh, follow us on all these channels, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, and uh, see you next time. Bye.